Hi, I'm Tori Aletto, and welcome to the Imperfect Person Podcast. I'm your host, a licensed marriage and family therapist for the last 15 years. This podcast was created from the heart of my work, which is how the hardest parts of life often lead us to healing the relationship we have with ourselves. Each episode will dive into hard conversations with honesty and compassion. I'm so grateful that this podcast was produced by my friends over at Next Level University. And now let's move through the hard stuff together. Hello, and welcome to episode four of the Imperfect Person podcast. I'm Tori Aletto, and today's topic is redefining healing. Healing isn't something that we complete. It is a way of living, a practice, a showing up for ourselves. I say this so often because I think we're all a little desperate to get to the other side. We want to identify as the healed, not the broken. When in reality, healing is learning how to live and honor ourselves alongside the broken. When we leave room for healing to be a practice, we can notice old parts of ourselves and show up for them. We can spend our energy on how we want to show up for them. If we are assuming that healing should have already happened, then those old parts inevitably surface and we feel as if we are failing at healing. It's just like another thing we aren't good at. And the challenge with that that I notice is that we have to then deal with what I call a secondary experience. We are actually not dealing with that part We are dealing with the sadness, the anger, the frustration, and the shame around that part resurfacing. And then all of our energy and everything we need to be accountable and honest and and warm, but real with that part goes to managing the secondary experience. And I truly believe that is the culprit for people who struggle moving through and getting to the other side. I would define the showing up, the way we show up for ourselves in our hardest moments as the core of the relationship we have with ourselves. And I also truly believe it's something that we all have to work on. When we are able to meet these broken parts of ourselves in all different stages of life, right? Because codependent Tori really nailed it when I was dating, but all of a sudden it's surfacing heavy in my parenting. When we are allowing ourselves to have these parts resurface because they're a part of us, right? We can then date, love, parent, move, let go, make big decisions, change careers, whatever it is, we can move and live alongside the broken. That's healing. I think we're so scared to repeat as partners, as parents, as humans, we're fearful. You know, we have all this information and now it's turned into fear. We're really, this information is permission. It's permission to mess 
up. When we allow ourselves to be a little broken, shame no longer corrodes the very spaces that require us to be accountable. That is how we close the gap between who we are in our core and all the different functioning that we deal with based on our childhood, based on our personality, based on our genetics, our life circumstances, all of that. That is how we close the gap. Accountability from a loving and honest and warm space. And so many of us spend that time berating ourselves. It's so natural. It's so easy to do because we're dealing with that secondary experience. So when we give ourselves permission, we're waiting for that part to surface. We're like, what's up, baby? Where are you? Because uh, I'm ready for you. You know, like I said before, I'm a recovering codependent. And, you know, I give myself credit. I have come a long way. I've been in this healing relationship with myself for many, many years now. But that doesn't mean that these parts of me are ever going away. It just means that I am fully responsible for these parts. I notice them. I soothe them. I validate them. I pause when I experience the sensations of them in my body. I am responsible for them. It's empowering for me to view it that way because it feels real. It's real life. It's allowing me to continue to heal alongside being messy and broken. When I get triggered now, I notice. I notice the part of me that feels unseen. Oh yeah, that makes sense. I get it. I validate it. I remind myself, oh, this is that, this is my codependence showing. I get it. It's a very loving accountability. And when I do that, those parts of me, the things that trigger me, all of that stuff, it no longer dictates. It no longer dictates my behavior or my responses, or the way that I live. And in my humble opinion, that's healing. That's real healing. That is the work that I do with clients all the time. And when I think about it, that's the parent I want my kids to see. I don't want them to get a perfectly empathetic response every single time. I want them to see me flustered. I want them to see me yell and repair. I want them to see a real human because they are real humans. And I want them to have an honest, authentic experience. They don't need me to be a therapist. They want me to be a human. And a human that is accountable and honest and cares about their pain and is always working towards living my values. That's what I want them to see. That's the partner I want my husband to have. That's the therapist that I want to be. And the person I even want to be on this podcast. You know, I think about this all the time. I get the most beautiful messages on Instagram that truly are my lifeline, my lifeline on there. Um, And I'm honored. I'm so deeply honored and humbled by them. But what I want you to know about anyone that you admire is that often we admire people because we can sense that what they're doing is something that we want to cultivate within. So it's so much less 
about me, about anyone else, about someone on Instagram or an author or a therapist or whoever. It's so much more of what they are bringing out in you. And I think that's important because that energy, we crave it. But when we see it in others, it's super messy. It's super imperfect. It's broken. I'm going to always give you examples of my funkiness. I'm going to have my husband on um, to be really real because I want you to know that the relationship that I have within is the work that I do. And I'm not perfectly healed and I never will be. And I think the idea that I know that really sets me up for having a healthy relationship with myself. I wrote this quote a while back on my Instagram. And if you're not following me, NY therapist, come find me. But I wrote this quote and it said, you know, you know, that famous quote that surfaces around, I don't even know who says it, but if we keep repeating patterns over and over again, um, it's because we're not healed or something along those lines. And I cross it all out. And I said, no, we will keep repeating patterns all over and over again. That's what healing looks like. You know, we were wounded in patterns. We were wounded numerous times in the same way. We really rehearsed our old protective functioning back when we were children, back when we were in school. You know, we really rehearsed these different parts of ourselves. And now as we're unlearning and we're undoing and we're trying to do things a little different, we are going to continually repeat. Now, that doesn't mean that we're not accountable or honest. It means that we expect it. When we expect it, we can cut right to the chase and we can deal with ourselves in those patterns. And then what we'll notice is by doing that, it closes the gap. It closes the gap between our core self and our old functioning. So let's just say, here's some examples or other examples of what a healing relationship looks like. This is some of my examples, honestly. Instead of over explaining my boundaries in hopes to control someone's reaction to them. I soothe the anxiety in my body around being accepted, around people pleasing, around someone understanding me. And I allow others to have their own experience and for them to be responsible for their own experience. Instead of hoping to not feel triggered at a family gathering, let's say by Aunt Jo, I expect to be triggered by a gathering by Aunt Jo. And when I expect it, I label the physical sensations around my trigger as me noticing her unhealed parts. When I can create that space, I don't have to go to a gathering and not be triggered. I have to go to a gathering and be responsible for my body and my nervous system, but also how I identify it. Because likely, unless Aunt Jo has done some hardcore work on herself, she's triggering me. So, and I want to be at that family gathering, right? That's the choice that I made. So how do I cope with that? You know, I take deep breaths and I almost respect the response my body's having to someone that's crossing a boundary, to someone that's got their own unhealed stuff coming at me. And lastly, another example, instead of beating ourselves up for not noticing, let's say some red flags while we're dating, I actually stop and pause and pay attention to my functioning around someone's red flags when I'm dating. 
that's a very different thing. It's not about that person was rude to the waiter. It's that person was rude to the waiter. What happened inside me that made me turn away? What happened that made me rationalize that? What happened that made me disconnect to the signals in my body that said, "Mm -mm, I don't like that. That is our work. This is how we heal. It's the foundation and the relationship that we create within. I hope this resonates. I'd love to hear comments and thoughts and anything you want to share with me on this. I'm also super excited to let you know two things. One, my current webinar, Choosing You, is on demand right now. There's a link here in this uh, bio, if that's what we call it on podcasts. And shortly, all of my webinars that I've ever done, I think I have about seven or eight, will be available on demand. I've done dating ones, parenting ones, self-regulation ones, and they will all be available soon. So check them out. I'm grateful for you. Grateful for you being here. And I will see you over at Instagram and my therapist. Thanks guys.